Welcome to another episode of Toast and Jam. I'm Alex. This is Brian. And I'm Nathan. And today we're going to talk about Everclear and their song Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Or Santa Monica. Santa Monica, as we dubbed it just not long ago. Santa Monica. So is there every, a T in the Montica? Not no, at all. No, oh, okay. not even close. I was like, that was typoed. No, that was a slip on my part. <laughs> They're an American rock band formed in Portland, Oregon in 1991, which is weird because they formed in Portland, Oregon, but this song is about Santa Monica. Well, there was a lot of moving around on Art's part, you know? Art's part. I like that. Art's part. Art, Art Alzakis is the lead singer songwriter vocalist guitarist of the band and he's been in the band pretty much the entire time i think yeah. the only other members have been the ones that have been changing up but he's been he's the only original member left at this original. point yeah yeah kind of a kind of a revolving door in the rhythm section mostly drums kind of went through a lot of people there. there's so, still a band is that what you just said? still around yeah really yeah still kicking any hits Oh, many. Yeah. Santa and Monica. Many. <laughs> of course. No, Santa Monica. I, it was actually like, Among I, others. I think they're, they're, this album uh, came, uh, this is a Sparkle and Fade Sparkle album. Sparkle and Fade. Right after this, they had another album, So Much for the Afterglow, mm-hmm. which uh, had a couple of singles, Father of Mine. I love that track. Um, that is good. I and Will Buy You a New Life. Father of Mine is so special when you have kids, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then and there, when you have a father who wasn't there for you. Ooh. That, too, yeah. Well, that, and, and I'll tell you right now, I was a huge uh, Everclear fan growing up. I was a huge fan. And the, I had a lot of friends tell me all the time, well, that doesn't, don't you get tired of him whining all the time on his songs? And, <laughs> and I'm thinking he's an artist. Isn't that how he, yeah. isn't that how yeah, he releases those emotions? Isn't that how he gets that out? This, like, exactly. I was going to say that. This is how you get it out. This is sometimes how you deal with it. Yeah. I've, I've done exactly this before, written stuff down. I don't know about anybody else, but it's helped me deal with stuff. Yeah, and maybe he yeah, doesn't. Maybe he doesn't coat it or sugarcoat it or or hide it in metaphor or or you know in poetry. But it is kind of out there on Front Street, you know, father well, I mean, of mine. They're, they're a good enough sound that they could have just wrote pop hits that had nothing to do with the emotion behind it. You know right. what I mean? Uh, yeah. There was a. They kind of went into a little bit of pop later. There was a song later called Wonderful. Yeah. That came out, and he purposely wrote it more poppy, just like you were talking about. He's like, I'm not sad anymore. <laughs> that's well, when they fall off. Some, yeah, yeah, some yeah. That's always their their, together. Some of that's always there, but that's one of the things I've always liked about art songwriting is that his his lyrics are so brutally honest and just out there, but they're also so real. Like, you're like, man, I know I've been there before. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's one thing that shines through in pretty much all of Art Alexakis' music is uh, he suffered a troubled youth, uh, beginning, of course, with his father walking out on him when he was a kid. Really? Um, I wouldn't have expected that with his music. <laughs> <laughs> Financial hardships pushed his family to the slums of L.A., where he became a heavy, heavy drug user. Mm-hmm. And during his teenage years, um, he struggled with all those drug addiction, those drug problems, and... He had an overdose himself. His girlfriend OD'd and killed Man. herself. And I mean, it's just, it was badness on top of badness. For his, this guy. his brother had a heroin overdose too. His brother he did was, as well. I think he was like 13. He was so young when it happened. 13. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe that? Which kind of shows the, the, 
the power of this guy and the the abilities of this guy, he pulled himself he pulled himself up. I mean, but it would have been very easy for him to follow in those footsteps. That's all he knew mm-hmm. growing up. That is all he saw. That's all he knew. That's all he was taught. That's all the people around him ever did was just go. They were gone. Yeah. Er- everything from his dad, like he talks about, to people in his life, the girlfriend. Yeah, I know he lost that that girlfriend. I think he even tried to commit suicide once too. That's part of where this song came from. Actually. He did. Uh huh. Yeah, he actually jumped off the Santa Monica Pier. Holy crap! He did. Mm. You believe that? I didn't see that. That's one of the things that helped inspire this song. Oh wait, I did see that. Not long, not long after his girlfriend's death, he death he attempted suicide by filling his pockets with sand and lead weights and jumped off the Santa Monica Pier. Gosh. Holy Can you believe? crap. But what a strong-willed person to come back from all that and, and spin it into something positive and make good with it. Just make yeah. music with it. And, you know, They made really good music. I shouldn't say made. They make really good music. I'll tell you right now. They, I, like I said, I was a huge fan of Everclear growing up. Um, this, this album and so much for the Afterglow. Love Those them. The, There's such I, great albums. I even went to, before Sparkle and Fade came out, I went before that and went to, um, they have a, an EP out called The World of Noise. Mm-hmm. Really good. Solid. But it's really dirty, like punk rock kind of mm-hmm. crappy sound. And that's, <laughs> and that's one thing. I've seen Everclear p- play maybe four or five times. And I will, I will be the first to tell you, as much as I love this band, they're terrible live. They are terrible. They are terrible. <laughs> I've live. I've heard that a lot. I've I've looked at a lot of the videos. They're they're very loose live. Yeah. They don't play so much like the. I think that's kind of an acquired taste. It's very it's very dirty, very jangly, and I. It sounds like honestly he blows his voice out. Maybe the first very first night of the tour, mm-hmm. I think he blows his voice out because and he's suffering the rest of the way. By the time I hear him, by the time I've ever heard him, his voice is gone, like, and he's what's going on? Yeah, it is not good. It oh, is man, he's usually not good. I've actually never seen him live before. I've seen videos of him live, but that's not the same thing. Yeah, but even those are terrible. Just I, saw, I, saw, I, saw, I saw them on Saturday Night Live as well, and actually performing this song, and it was just, it was just God wasn't that good. God. Oh man. You know, Art's actually doing right now, he's doing a thing on a Sirius where uh, he's actually hosting a radio show. Oh, yeah. I just canceled my XM Sirius radio. And you know, (laughs) let me tell you something. For years, I did not know how to pronounce his last name. And then he came on and and, and he says, I'm doing this new show and you know, this and that. And he goes, and it's just called the Art Alexaka Show. And I went... Oh, Alex, that's how you say it. All right, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go through it and figure it out. Couldn't, Alex Akis. Exactly. Alex I could. It, I did that. <laughs> I did that, and I could not figure it out. But he's doing a lot of uh, in studio, just him and a guitar singing, and I have got that vibe. He changes it up. He's he's tuned down what I perceive as a whole step. He's singing much lower these days. Really? Yeah. That's actually probably a very good thing for him. Mm-hmm. Because he does, in a lot of these songs, he does a lot of yelling and, and hollering, as mm-hmm. I like to say. Um, and it just, it doesn't, it, it doesn't bode well for the live performance, especially mm-hmm. when it sounds like his voice is blown out. It just does not sound good. Yeah, I'm willing to bet, I mean, I don't have the greatest of musical ear, but I'm willing to bet that it was a whole step down, that mm. he was tuned down. But it sounded good for what it was. But yes, you're right. Very, very gritty, very different, little loose. Again, I think that's an acquired taste. Yeah, I think so. So I, I also noticed a kind of a theme going through some of their albums. In their first album, The World of Noise, they have a song called Sparkle? Shimmer? 
something like that. Mm-hmm. The second album is called Sparkle and Fade. Right. Third album's called So Much for the Afterglow. There's like a glowy kind well, there's of a theme sparkly going theme going on. Yeah. Going on. And put that together. Mm. And as, as well as um, places that he likes to visit or, or places Are that they? he almost sees as an idyllic place to live or to be or to exist. Um, Santa Monica being one of them. This whole song is about it's about getting away from those things and you know going out to a place like Santa Monica maybe a place where he found beauty growing up or whatever the case is but there's also another song on the Sparkle and Fade album called Summerland which is basically talking about the same thing it's it's a it's a name he saw on the map Summerland and it just sounds like heaven. sounds like a great place and that's what Summerland. it sounded like to him it's like so summer all the time he wrote this song called Summerland it was all about this place that he's seen and maybe that's maybe that's a maybe that's a um, a symptom of him growing up in this in this yeah. drug-addled world, trying to find a place to get an away. Escape. Yeah, yeah, trying to find an escape. Well, there's there is a lot of imagery in Santa Monica that I I read that he he did that on purpose, you know, because he talks about the palm trees and the ocean and Santa Monica, and it's hard to think about those things without thinking of man, this is a great place. Yeah, yeah. you know, how can you be sad on the beach on a sunny day at the ocean with palm trees and all this stuff like how can you be sad with that you've been to santa monica he before? was able to be sad uh-uh. sad enough to fill his pockets with sand and lead yeah and what's crazy True. too is that pier there's like i think that's the pier the santa monica pier has like um a ferris wheel on it yeah. and like a carnival at the end of it i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that's the one are you sure that's not the grand theft auto pier <laughs> maybe you're right i'm thinking i'm <laughs> no, actually I think it is i think you're right think, i'm yeah, thinking back this is where i think uh wasn't three's company set in santa monica wasn't that the whole was thing they were by the pier Go right knock on a door <laughs> We'll be waiting for you. <laughs> I don't know about that. I just I always wanted to go to the Regal Beagle, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you wanted to have a neighbor sound, like sounds, Mr. Furley, sound right, Mr. Furley? <laughs> and you wanted to have uh, you wanted to have really what you wanted is roommates like um, I, don't know, I can't even remember their names. What are their names? <laughs> oh shoot, there was Janet and Chrissy. Chrissy. <laughs> That's right. I married Chrissy. Right. Just, just so you know. Just so you know. All right. Hey, did you hear about when this song was allowed to be played? Did you guys hear about all that? This one? Yeah. Santa Monica? Yeah, I did. Is that up. what we're talking about still? I, 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 I thought we were on the Three's we Company. I d- <laughs> we can do a podcast on Three's Company. I mean, <laughs> okay. Song okay, but, okay, show of hands. Mr. Roper and Mr. Furley. You know, right? <laughs> Which one are you? Uh, no, where could they, why were they not allowed to play this song? So I, I was doing some reading and I found out, I had never, never heard this until just now, but. Right after 9-11 happened, Clear Channel Radio, which is now known, you know it as iHeartRadio now, and mm-hmm. they do that, this is an iHeartRadio station. So I that used to be huge. Clear Channel. They owned almost 1,200 stations across the country, and several of the program directors, right after 9-11, kind of were emailing back and forth, and they put together this list of songs where they said, yeah, you know, we probably shouldn't play this song in this climate right now, just not really cool. And there was a list of about 160 songs this song made it on there. Can you believe that? Why would this song be on there? Now, again, doing... What's in the lyrical content of this song that makes it I offensive think, in any way? I think it's the whole watch the world die. I literally think that's it because you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that's on this list. I I, I believe it because there was... A, I've, I've heard that where people, you know, things happen in our culture where the media really blows it up and mm-hmm. there'll be a pop song. And they'll be like, well, she said this, that's too close. And then they'll mm-hmm. totally remove it. There was that's a, exactly there what was happened. There was a pink song that they, they removed because uh, it just was, it was some really just minuscule line, but there was like a school shooting, mm-hmm. you know, and it yeah. was, it was said like, you know, live to, you know, live for now because you're going to die. You know, it was so stupid. 
and they pulled it and it was at its peak yeah you know it's crazy right yeah that's ridiculous no there was it i think personally now i couldn't find anything on this song as to why they pulled it but i believe it's probably the watch the world die because going through the list and looking at it there was a whole bunch of songs that refer to planes flying you know this that it just shows like okay you know some hypersensitivity maybe but you know the the mechanism of media and like their agenda and just like that whole shindig they all just they got they got it going on i i, I don't know how they pick some of these songs but oh my gosh the the, the elton john's benny and the jets was on that list <laughs> oh yeah Oh yeah, because when I hear Benny and the Jets, I think of 9-11. Right? Okay, and then the other one, I'm going Benny through and I'm... Oh, come on! <laughs> Look, <laughs> that's not... Right, I know, right? I mean, I'm going through the list and I'm sitting there going, okay. Okay, sure, I can see that word, you know, this, that, like, whatever. Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World, was on the list. Man. And the only explanation I could find was that they were saying, well, it's a little too happy for right now. People just aren't happy. I'm like, well, don't they kind of need to be happy? Yeah. And we, <laughs> that right there would be, we need to just do like some research and just look at that because that totally interests me. It's just the mindset behind who are these people that get to decide this you know, and make these rules and why and like that is, that's fascinating. There was a lot of, there was a lot put out about it and people were freaking out and then Clear Channel put out this memo saying, hey, 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 we, because they were saying, why'd you ban songs? And Clear Channel said, we didn't ban any songs. What are you talking about? And technically they were true. They didn't say, you cannot play these songs. A bunch of station managers just got together and said, you know, guys, maybe we shouldn't do this one right now. And it was just suggested. And some of the radio stations, you know, they said, uh-uh, yeah. we're not going to go with that. We're just going to play it. We don't care. Yeah. So technically, they like, weren't... we have to play it because the record it's label a... gave us a shitload of money to play. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they weren't technically wrong when they said, hey, we never banned any songs. It's just like, it's all about the wording, you know. Yeah. So. That's so But ridiculous. this song was on there. I couldn't it's, believe it. It's it's this climate that we live in where people, though, are so hypersensitive to anything. Yeah. And the fact that... Yeah, you could say a word like you you sing a song Benny and the Jets and people are just like, oh, I'm I'm offended. I'm, I'm, I'm offended. out. And what's even worse is that is that the companies that like this radio station or Clear Channel or whatever they they bow down to these people like yeah. You know, they, and and that's what makes that's what emboldens people to keep complaining about these things and 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 you know for this society of whiners that's what we live in right now we live in a society of whiners (laughs) everybody's just like oh well i'm just offended by that and no i that is not right okay so there was this movie i just heard this on the radio guys Uh, there was this movie that just came out it's a cartoon the peter rabbit movie Uh, oh yeah right right did you watch it okay so there's a scene in there where i guess he's allergic to blackberries or blueberries and they're shooting they're shooting blueberries in a, with a slingshot or a catapult mm-hmm. into his mouth. Right. And he has to use an EpiPen. Oh, no. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. So there was, there was this kids... Someone offended. Kids allergy society of oh, allergies oh, came out and said... Right? And yeah. they came out and oh, said, like, man. this is not a joke. You're, you're making fun. Like, you're setting a bad example for kids. And I'm thinking, mm. are kids really that... You're not giving... They're not giving kids any any kind of credit to know that this is a movie 
that right. is not real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't do things like that. Yeah. And it's just I don't ridiculous. even know if we need to get started on this whole life. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You're probably <laughs> right. go down the road, man. Okay, so... I, I, I wonder, though, I will say one last thing. I wonder if Clear Channel even knows the lyrics to Benny and the Jets because I don't think anybody knows the lyrics to Benny and the Jets. <laughs> Benny and the Jets coming hey, up next episode, guys. We're going to do a deep dive on Benny and the Jets for the next episode. <laughs> Followed up by Are You Sensitive? <laughs> <laughs> the Are You Sensitive podcast. Oh Does this offend God. you podcast? Does this offend you? We really need to talk about that. Man, Man. go off for days on that, that, We're that, in a... that. No lack of content there. Ah, okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> so to oh to Everclear to Santa Monica, we will toast you. Toast. Cheers. Cheers. I am still living with your ghost, lonely and dreaming of the West Coast. Cause I don't wanna be. in an old suitcase I do believe I'll find myself a new place Cause I don't want to be the bad guy I don't want to do your sleep walk the dance anymore I just want to see some palm trees go and try to shake away the ocean leave the fire behind swim out past the breakers watch the world die we can live beside the ocean leave the fire behind swim out past the breakers watch the world die I am still dreaming of your 